0: From Chris Howell Communications, this is Principles for Success, the Chris Howell Podcast. Success is something we all want to attain in the various areas of our lives, but it can be challenging. So in this podcast, Chris aims to have conversations with those who have achieved a level of success and hopes that principles they share will help you to remove the roadblocks and move you to victory, whether it's relationships, business, or any other area of life. Are you ready for success?
1: Here we go. Thank you, Joy, for the introduction, and to you, hello and welcome to episode number 15 of our Principles for Success podcast. I'm Chris Howell, and I really appreciate you taking time out to listen. This week's episode is a conversation that I had with a literary agent who may have played a role in helping to publish many of your favorite books. The conversation is with Nina Madonia, senior agent at Dupree Miller & Associates, based in Dallas, Texas. That's owned by Jan Miller. Now, Nina says she enjoys making a difference in the world one book at a time.
0: To see books in different languages and to see others be changed and transformed by other people's words, it's unreal.
1: I'd love to get your feedback regarding today's conversation. Go to our website, chrishowonline.com and send me an email. Now let's hear more from Nina. Thank you so much for the opportunity to sit and talk with you. First of all, as we get started, tell us who exactly is Nina Madonia?
0: Who am I? I'm a new wife, which I like. Yes, yes. let's talk
1: about that. (laughs) So that last name is now what?
0: It's Oshman, but um, I haven't gotten the paperwork yet legally. So Uh we're going to keep Madonia because I love who I am as Madonia. Yes. I haven't assumed the role as Nina Oshman, and I think Madonia has to be somewhere in that mix. So Yeah, so it would be hyphenated, I'm sure. We'll see how it works. (laughs) Chris, we'll see how it works. But no, I think who I am is passion. I think that's something that... Uh, I'm passionate and I yes. have a lot of passion, but I think I'm just passion. I wanna, you know, I wanna help people. I wanna be, I wanna push people. I wanna make people enthusiastic about things that I like. I wanna yes. help people make more like stronger decisions, better decisions, and well, no, I'm passion. that's what it is.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna get into that you helping people a little bit more in yeah. just, just a bit. But I wanna talk to you about you a little bit more. Are, do you consider yourself to be a dreamer?
0: gosh, I think I consider myself a dreamer.
1: Okay, okay. Let's talk about maybe one of your lifelong dreams.
0: Well, okay, if this is a lifelong dream of something that, um, I think we always have dreams that maybe we'll never be able to pursue. Mm -hmm. I think one of my lifelong dreams is to see, professionally to see all of my books succeed on the bestseller list or on something that, you know, to see that happen for authors, I think helps me. Yes. But um, unprofessionally, uh, a dream of mine is to change lives and to help people mm. and to um, to use my passion to help others. Yeah. And then an unofficial dream is to be a backup dancer.
1: Really? Is it for any <laughs> particular artist or what?
0: No, just a backup dancer. Okay, I just really. Want to be a backup dancer. Why backup? Why not front and center? I know. I think I like to lead. Yeah. As a As a follower. Okay. I think there's a place for everyone. I'm serious. Okay. There's a place for everyone to be a leader.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I think behind the scenes is something that I'm really strong at. I have a hard yes. time even talking about the dreams that I have because uh-huh. I feel that I can assume the role of dreaming for others and making other dreams, other dreaming for others and making other people's dreams happen. Yes. So. To be a backup dancer, in my mind, is is like the greatest accomplishment.
1: Okay, okay, I'm following (laughs) it. That
0: makes sense. It it does, it does. So
1: now we just have to try and arrange an opportunity to see you actually bring that dream to fruition here.
0: Um, I have to say, I was at a wedding recently, and Uh it was a really, that dream came to life because I had a circle of people around me that I didn't create. It was a circle of people cheering me on for dancing. Really, Chris, it was a moment. Now
1: you have to take us there. What what dance were you doing? Is this the electric slide? Or what, what are we doing here? Is this a line dance? Um, or?
0: It was more of a free flow, free flow type of dancing, uh-huh. and um, it was a great song, a '90s R&B hit that um, you know I think could people can relate to the beat, feeling the beat. And yeah. I, the music took over me and I became this other person and I had a crowd around me that man, I felt really good about myself that Saturday night.
1: See, I just hate at this moment that you had that microphone on and you can't stand up and show us that dance.
0: This is how we do it. I will tell you this is how, how we, we do it. Do yeah, the it. song yeah. there. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah,
1: I think that, yeah, that's the ultimate party song.
0: <laughs> anyway, thank you for letting me tell me, tell everyone about my dreams.
1: Absolutely. Let's dig into this a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, certainly you, one of the Causes that you care most about is human rights, and one may think that it's obvious. But uh, why is that?
0: You know, I think human rights can be defined in so many different ways. And uh, our literary agency, we work with a lot of human rights-based nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think if someone doesn't have a voice, I want to help them get a voice. Man. So books help people get voices and help help um, causes come to life. And those words really change people's lives. And, you know, for human rights, whether it's, you know, discrimination or, you know, slavery, we need to rid the world right. of, of anything that is, um, that affects others in a way that's negative. Right. So, yeah.
1: So is that the reason you got into uh, being a literary agent? Because you wanted to be able to make bring about a change, I guess.
0: Well, I started being a literary agent as really I started in production, actually. Okay. And the production turned into meeting my boss, who is now one of my major mentors, Jan Miller. Yes. And she helped me realize that doing production and helping create documentaries and creating community affairs in that in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, publishing could be a bigger opportunity to reach more lives and to reach more people and to make more voices heard. Man,
1: so how long have you been in this industry?
0: I've been in the literary business for over 10 years and um, it's been so rewarding. Every day is a different day. Yeah,
1: yeah, you've definitely had a lot of success and we'll talk about that in a moment. Let's talk about the changes that have taken place Mm. in in the industry uh, in the last 10 years.
0: Whoa, well, in the good old days, which (laughs) I know looks like I was born 10 years ago, but in the good old days of publishing, it, uh a lot of stuff was dealt with a handshake mm-hmm. and relationships are still key and still important, but yes. the changes that have happened have been really opportunities to seek larger relationships and larger initiatives. So I would say that uh, with the initiatives with electronic books, um, mm-hmm. more people can become publishers, more people can become authors, and it's a way to access the books differently, which yes. that's all we care about is that Books can be accessed and Mm -hmm. books can be in people's hands. Um, You know, still the greatest book marketing is word of mouth. And if you hold a book into your hands and want to pass it on to someone else, that's the greatest gift. So while there's been a lot of changes and challenges, those challenges have turned into huge opportunities.
1: Okay. You talked about it a moment ago, or alluded to it anyway, the fact that you've had the opportunity to work with many New York Times bestselling mm. authors. So in that respect, that means that the work that you've been able to work on has impacted the lives of millions of people, I don't want to say just across our nation, but around the world, because many of the books are translated into different languages, things of that nature. What does it do for you personally to know that you've been your work has had that type of impact? The work
0: that I do is for a larger cause. Mm. And to me, to see books in different languages and to see others be changed and transformed by other people's words, it's unreal. It's completely an experience that, um, you know, you get to see God's work in the opportunities that, that you, in the hard work that you do.
1: Yeah. I don't want to get you in trouble by naming a particular title, so we'll stay away from a specific I appreciate title. That. Thank you,
0: Thank you, <laughs> thank you. There's guess, too many, there are too is
1: many Is there a genre of work that you're most proud of, uh, that you've had the opportunity to work on in recent years?
0: Well, I've noticed an influx of spiritual memoirs in, okay. in late years, um, and I think I'm really, I see that the, the path of really putting readers into a pr- position that they see transformation in their own lives. Mm-hmm. And for the books that I work on that are in the spiritual realm, whether it's you know um, a journey that they're going on, or that they see a, a, a challenge in their lives that they've turned into um, an opportunity of strength, and they've reached to someone of a higher power, whether um, you know they they think it's Jesus or, or not, mm-hmm. um, it's it's incredible to see that the spiritual memoir memoir genre has gotten so large, mm-hmm. and that. Um, People can access it in so many different ways. Yeah. So, um, I have several books in that category that have been really successful and have turned into movies um, that yeah. also are able to access, you know, people can access the, the movies as well as the books. Right. But books are still important, Chris. Books but that's, are the most I mean, important.
1: that's gotta be quite rewarding to have a project that it started out as a book project. Yeah. And it, I'm sure in the beginning you're not thinking, okay, this is gonna be, become a movie project mm-hmm. as well. But when it does, that's an even larger audience that you've had an even greater impact on. Uh, I mean, what's that like?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, and I, I wish I could explain it. I don't know, I've, I guess I've never had that question asked to me before because mm-hmm. it's really seeing the reward in the author and how hard they work and, um, and to be a part of that team, I think that's yeah. what's so important because as agents, we act as hubs and as advocates and as pioneers for our authors, but our authors are at the forefront, and they're the ones that are really laying the groundwork. So to me, to be a part of that team and to see the initiative come through and come to fruition into many different languages and also into movies, it's extraordinary. And and to see words then turn into books, then turn into movies, and then turn into blockbusters that yeah. then turn into more books and more movies and more languages. It's just, it's extraordinary.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a great thing. Now, we talked about the fact that you've had the opportunity to work with many New York Times bestselling mm-hmm. authors. Give us a sneak peek, is there any one common thing that you see amongst all of them?
0: That they take ownership,
1: okay. that they're
0: original. An author is original. Their words are their own, and for an author to have There's no really common ground in the words that they write, Mm -hmm. but they assume the role that they're going to change lives, and it's not for them. And, you know, on the flip side, a reader is selfish. So a reader wants to know how you're going to change my life. Mm -hmm. So I think an author, to be an author is really selfless because you have to Mm -hmm. give your all and you put all of it, all of your work into it. So... um, that could be a common thread. I think there could be a few more, but I really feel like to be original mm-hmm. is really what all we what we need to do.
1: Man, you said a lot there. So to that person who's aspiring to become an author, and I guess the question first before you even get into that. Yeah. Do you feel that everyone has a book inside of them?
0: Funny you say that. I think everyone has a book. Everyone okay. has a story. I don't know if everyone needs to be published. Okay. But to that point, every book that is, if you feel that you need. Uh, your story needs to be told. Mm-hmm. Then, for certain, you do all that you can to get that book published. Yeah. It's not easy nowadays, right. but there's so many ways for readers to access your story. You don't necessarily have to get a published book or publish it with a New York Times, you know, best-selling publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's so many different ways to get your story out. I think yes, everyone has a book in them. Yes, but it's hard work. It's not easy to write a book yeah you know
1: well and yeah i (laughs) I managed to do one (laughs) but like you talked about it's being original it's sharing being and really willing to be transparent uh because you are doing this in hopes that it's going to help someone's someone else it's going to change someone's life so that point that you made about that i just thought that was so profound so that and then again the whole ownership piece just really taking ownership and well, because if
0: we don't know who we are, then how could you ever want other man. people to follow you? Like right. my backup dancing. Ta- sorry to bring that back up. We're going to see a
1: dance before it's over, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> the whole point is is to to lead your own life, not compare right. yourself to someone else that's on that list or not compare yourself to to someone else who is more successful. Be your own true self. Stay yeah. in your lane, stay focused and if you really want that book published, it will get published.
1: Right. So what's the question you get asked most often from individuals who are seeking to have their work uh, managed by you all?
0: Gosh, I think the first question is, um, that they ask is, how can I How can I get a New York Times bestseller? Yeah. And I feel that defining yourself by a New York Times bestseller is almost like having the devil on your back. Man. Because you try so hard to be to be that number one when you're neglecting how you can be number one
1: hmm. and how,
0: how that can help, how the book can really be helped by your initiatives in other ways. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people ask, I want my book on the New York Times bestseller list. And I think that's kind of a fault to have. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's great. The list is incredible because it's a great gauge of what people are reading and um, and, you know, it's a gauge of what people are reading and it's mm-hmm. also a benefit to us to see what's what people like to read
1: okay 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 talk about some of the recent projects that you had the opportunity to work on
0: Uh, yeah so september is a very busy month although mm -hmm. every month in publishing is busy but september to have books come out is a is a kind of a prime time Um, this week we've had uh, pastor brian houston's book live love lead come out he Mm -hmm. is the lead pastor at hillsong church based in sydney Sydney, Australia, mm-hmm. and, uh, Linda Gray, uh, who is the Dallas star, she, yes. her book is coming or it no, Her book came out. Um, the road to happiness is always under construction. That mm-hmm. book came out and, um, Susie Hamilton fast girl. Mm-hmm. She is the three time Olympian and her, um, her book came out on Monday and hopefully, hopefully some of those will hit the list somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. man. So you're busy.
0: Yeah, are yeah. we all we're all busy? Absolutely. I think busy, I'll tell you, I think busy is a wrong word to use. Why is it? I think busy, you know, is like a hamster kind of a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like the busy term.
1: Productive maybe?
0: thank you, Chris. You took that. that is, it's productive. Okay. Okay. I want to have a productive Saturday. Yes. I want to, you know, run my errands with accomplishment, or I want to finish that conference call with succeeding and making sure my points were heard. So I, I think like it's that. productive. I, think I like productive that. Is so yes, I remain Well, productive. you're
1: extremely productive because and, you had three books in one week. <laughs> I had more then, than that. But, yeah. oh, wait a minute, more than that?
0: Yes, yes. So how many did you have to come up? So Kat Cora, who is a, she was a first female Iron Chef. Her uh-huh. book came out this week called uh, Cooking As Fast As I Can it's a memoir on her on her journey through through food. Okay. It's a great memoir. She's from she's adopted and she's oh. also from the south, so she's got this great no, she's Greek and from the south. So okay. we have that in common cuz I'm from the south as well and I'm mm-hmm. Italian, so we've got that grit to us. And yes. her memoir is gritty. She did a great job with it.
1: Man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So for all of these books to land out, land at the same time. Obviously they didn't start at the same time.
0: No, every book has a different start start point and mm-hmm. end point but I think a book never ends so there's you can always you can never tire of you know publicizing your book or marketing your book so mm-hmm. um, you know uh, I don't know I think books can can start anywhere from you know 6 months before publication or really it can be a lifetime mm-hmm. you know it can take a long time to sell for us it can right. take can take quite some time to sell a book but um, yeah, I think the 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 process of publication mm-hmm. is longer than what people think.
1: I guess what I'm getting at is take us through a day in the life of Nina Madonia at Dupree Miller.
0: A day in the life at Dupree Miller, it starts with um, a day in the life at Dupree Miller starts with calls and ends with calls. We <laughs> and are meetings, many meetings. And meetings and <laughs> discussions and because books have different uh, timelines. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be on a call in the morning talking about a book that just came out um, that you know launched on a Tuesday and um, we need to see how we can generate more of social media to that. Mm-hmm. Um, where mm-hmm. at the end of the day I could be maybe talking to a publisher about a new title that I'm trying to sell to them. So really we're on the phones a lot and um, it's because I think the energy created on a phone conversation and relationship that you can create by talking to someone, mm-hmm. it's much more significant than an email. Yeah. So we, I, I have to say that I like being on the phones, although I sometimes cannot stand the sound of my voice by the mm-hmm. end of the day, Yeah. I like being on the phone because it helps me stay current with what the publisher's looking for in a new author, and it also helps me stay really close to my authors, yeah. no matter where they are in the world.
1: Yeah, so again, it's about nurturing your relationships in a way, in a meaningful way, and you consider that to be, again, through a phone call as opposed to
0: yes. email. Yes, well said, Chris.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> all right let's get to wrap this up those are the projects you had to come out Mm -hmm. what do you have that's coming out maybe later this year or maybe even first of next
0: year? oh i'm so excited about la reed his book sing to me okay it's going to be incredible for readers who love music for readers who want to get into the music business for even someone who is just so interested in celebrity of it all in the celebrity of a song Mm -hmm. he talks about superpowers and um, how everyone really has a superpower and he can really hone in and define that superpower for someone, he is incredible. Yes, All of my authors are incredible though, but that one has been a a journey of love and um, we've actually found a way, some of our authors, um, reading out loud is really good for an author, Mm -hmm. so we found that that really helps to um, focus the book in a way where they hear their own voice in the book Mm-hmm. And they're able to align um, some of the stories so that it really helps the reader.
1: Man, when is that one to be released?
0: February 3rd.
1: Okay, okay. So that's early next year. All right, cool. What? Um, what's a Saturday? After, after all these days of on the phone and so many conversations and reviewing so many books and things of that nature, what do you do on a Saturday to just get back and
0: relax? I love that question. I want to ask that qu- I'm going to ask that question tomorrow. <laughs> um I wake up really early. I'm a morning person, and I'm a late, kind of a night owl as well. Uh-huh. So my, I would say like my ideal Saturday, I don't know if it's a typical Saturday because I think everyone has so, so many things to do that they don't even know where to begin. Uh-huh. But I begin with a workout, and then I... Um, I think a perfect Saturday would be to have a dinner party. So I would love to cook all day. That's okay. what I would love to really? do. Really? So
1: you enjoy cooking?
0: I love cooking.
1: Of course, Italian food, of course.
0: Yes, Italian food. And I have a thing where I um, record all the cooking shows I can, and I just watch them and just completely devour anything that they're doing on the cooking show. It's a problem, it's a yeah. little bit of a problem, but um, I'm dealing with it.
1: But do you go back and then, of course, put these things Try into to recreate action? Try it. Yeah.
0: But I'm a cook where I, um, I'm not a chef, um, although I do work with a lot of chefs, but um, I'm a cook where I would like to guesstimate instead of trying to be exact. Mm-hmm. So I would say I'm not a baker because baker is so exacting. Yeah. I do love to. Um, I do love to have like a, a really, a really great meal that I've cooked because it makes me feel satisfied.
1: And of course, your husband benefits from all these shows that you've recorded.
0: Yes, he okay. does. You know, he has his football. I have my food.
1: There you go. <laughs> F and F in the house. Is, yeah. hey, it makes a great combination. Good, you know. Chris, that's good. <laughs> All right. What's the best piece of advice you would give to someone who's uh, aspiring to have success uh, in the industry that you're in?
0: You know, to have success in the publishing industry is such a such a gift because, um, you know, books really last a lifetime and they can change, can really change lives. So I would say the best advice I would give to someone is to never stop writing. Hmm. I think always changing your craft and always continuing to write. You don't have to be the best writer, but if you want, want to be a part of the publishing process, you have to keep writing and keep writing.
1: Talk about maybe some of the things that you would suggest for folks to overcome uh, the challenges of being published, whether it's through a literary agent or something on their own.
0: I talked about voice earlier and ownership, and I think people wait for others to do something for them, and mm-hmm. if they just take it into their own hands and start a blog, or start tweeting or Instagramming or periscoping or devouring what they want to write or devouring what they want as someone wanting to read what they're writing, Mm -hmm. you just have to take ownership of it and Mm -hmm. completely assume the role as I'm a published author. I'm going to be a published author and I'm gonna make this happen. Because there's other ways to publish books besides getting New York to call you back. Mm -hmm. And um, as an agent, I have a lot of, Challenges in my life trying to get people to say yes to me. Yeah. But I think I thrive off of hearing no, and Man. the fact that if I'm helping an author trying to get their book published and I hear no, I can really be the best advocate for the author and I can push someone to say yes. Not push someone in a way, in a way where they're threatened, <laughs> yes. but push them to, to understand that there's a benefit to what the, what the reader is going to get out of this book. Mm-hmm. But to your point about everyone has a story, if you really want people to listen to you, just keep talking, keep right. writing, keep accessing who you think is going to be someone who's going to want to read your book.
1: Man, I thought that was so powerful. You said you thrive off of the fact of being told no, Yeah. because I think many times that's what stopped people from getting started. They don't want to be told no, mm-hmm. but I think in order to succeed, you have to get rid of the fear of failure.
0: Yeah, I think it's, um, I think failure really cripples everyone, no mm-hmm. matter the, the best athlete or, you know, the greatest CEO, I think they just interact with failure differently. It's a dance. Mm -hmm. I don't think you have to ignore it and I don't think you have to embrace it. I think, you know, I have a hard time even wanting to make phone calls every single day, but I love talking as you can tell. (laughs) But I think that there's something that you just have to act as if, and you have Mm -hmm. to own it. And so if there's someone that's telling you no, well, you know what? Then they're not the right people to talk to anyway. Man,
1: so in closing, what would you say to that person who's been sitting there saying, I know I have a book inside of me, I know the world needs to hear what has been placed inside of me, but yet they're still holding on to it and haven't done anything with it.
0: I think it's to to follow your path and to to really to really proactively do that vision board and focus on really seeing it done. Mm-hmm. And the only person that can do it is you. I think that's where you know I haven't really had um, challenges that I can't overcome, but it's because I see challenges as opportunities, mm-hmm. and um, I think just flipping your brain a little bit to say, okay, I have this story inside of me. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to believe in myself a little bit harder. And even if it's hard to even get out of bed in the morning or finish that last chapter or you have writer's block, I think it's really just focusing on the positive of the day and really taking it one day at a time.
1: Man, that's good. Thanks again. Thank you. More information regarding Nina is on our website, chrishowonline.com. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you next week.
0: To learn more about Principles for Success and Chris Howell Communications, visit ChrisHowellOnline.com. Once there, access our media archive and find out about the other ways that Chris Howell Communications can inspire, impact, and inform.